Deb, but before we begin, we want to um, inform you of our disclaimer. Do not feel that by listening to this podcast that we have dispensed medical advice to you or have given you the ability to treat yourself or others with this information. We do not directly or indirectly dispense medical advice or prescribe the use of herbs as a form of treatment for sickness without medical approval. It's not the intent of this podcast to diagnose, diagnose or prescribe. The intent is only to offer herbal information from the herbalist's point of view, only for your consideration. In the event you use this information without your doctor's approval, you are prescribing for yourself, which is your God-given right. But the publisher and authors assume no responsibility. Welcome to this week's episode of The Reality of Herbal Therapy. Today we're going, we've are going. we had a lot of people email us and ask questions wanting to know why they're so tired and what they can do about it. Um, on today's panel, we have, again, Dr. James and his son, Scott. Um, so we'll let you guys take it away. Well, that's a broad question. It's like uh, the answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know why you're so tired. Let's talk about it. And that's why it's a, uh, there's not one answer. A lot of people think, well, if I'm wore out and tired, my thyroid's not working. If I'm wore out and tired, I'm not getting enough sleep. You know, it it just goes on and on. So let's take some of these facets and talk about them. Uh, By us talking about them, don't think that that, that that's all there is. So... My first statement would be, are you resting well? Um, are you sleeping well? Um, sleep is a, is a very misunderstood thing. When I was younger, I could lay down for a 20-minute nap in the middle of the day and get more rest than I could all night long. Uh, if I get four hours of sleep, I'm in good shape. Now, as I get older, that begins to change. Uh, so, sleep is really, really important. And the factors for sleep are, do you have a routine at night? Or do you just, you know, you work, 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 work. You, you're worried about stress. You, you're worried about this, worried about that. And then, all of a sudden, you drop into bed and you expect to sleep. I don't think people are very successful doing that. I think a routine is important. You know, you, now I'm not saying everybody needs to wear pajamas when they go to bed, but the routine of, of brushing your teeth and taking your contacts out and, and, and all of that it kind of stuff prepares our mind for, for rest, okay? Sit down and have a cup of tea, you know, the wind down. That's really important, and I think a lot of times people don't get that wind down. And then evaluating your sleep, or do you work all night? <laughs> a lot of individuals, they go to sleep, and they're on a project all night long. I know my brother, he'll, he'll be working on a construction project or building something, and all night he's measuring things and twisting it around and rebuilding it all night long, so he wakes up as tired as when he went to bed because he's been building it all night. If you're doing that sort of thing, you're not getting as a restful sleep. Well, and the answer to that, or the obvious question to that is, how do I do that? How do I shut my mind off? You know, how do I do that? You know, our, our mind is a very programmable thing. You know, if we go to bed with a question or a problem in our head, our, our mind is going to 
obsess on that process and give you the answer in the early mornings. There's been times when I've uh, had things I, I, I had queries about and in the early morning hours, four or five, you know, you'll get an epiphany. Oh, wow, that's the answer. That's what we need, what I need to do. And he, and I always think, you know, it's so profound, I'm going to remember it. I don't. So at those times, to have better sleep, you need to get up and write your little note that reminds you of your epiphany, and then go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes we're scared of forgetting something that we went to bed. Forgetting something in the morning that we were thinking about in the evening when, before we went to bed. Taking the time to write it down and write down your concerns before you go to bed helps to to let them out. Let out what's frustrating you or those other things so you're able to actually lay down and recognize that you're going to address it in the morning. I know that makes a big difference for me. I've I often sleep really well. I've had a few times that I've had a project or whatever and it's tried to keep me awake and I've had to put a big effort into to shutting my brain down but um, I found that it helps me to write it down and let myself know I'm going to come back to this tomorrow I'm going to worry about that tomorrow I'm going to worry about that tomorrow so in the preparation for bed you know that may be part of the, the things you know sit down with the wife and talk about you know your day uh, men have a tendency to not well People in general have a tendency not to share their 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 dragons with their companions at, when everybody's going to bed. Invariably, it would seem like I'd get I'd get comfortable and ready to sleep, and then my wife would want to talk about all the bills that have to be paid tomorrow. Oh my goodness, we don't have enough money for all those bills. So I think about bills all the time. Now I'm not saying do that. I'm saying talk about plan. Make some decisions. Oh well, we'll worry about this tomorrow. We'll figure out what we're going to do. Not, you know, it's unfair to your companion in the middle of the night to say, "Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you." And it's like, "Thank you." And then I, then we think about that problem, try to try to solve that problem all the time, in 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 the in our dreams and in our sleep, and it overwhelms us. So take time before you know the cup of tea or something like that. So. That a lot of times is where people are are having problems with with not having enough energy. And also, a lot of times, Americans lead a really stressful life. I've had a lot of clients that come through and they have a hard time sleeping, and it's because of stress. And we've had to encourage them to start dealing with preparing for sleep the beginning of the day. Start dealing with stress right away. Start um, doing things like taking chillin and Nerkalizer, some of our herbal formulas that help with stress and heal the neurological system. Start taking care of stress throughout the day so you aren't so stressed out and freaking out by the time you go to bed, but you're relaxed and actually ready to sleep. Well, the process of worrying about going to sleep is a real stressful thing, and sometimes that in itself people keep people awake. Now, <clears throat> we've kind of hammered that to death. Uh, but chilling in an arcoizer will help nourish the nervous system. So, so those type of things um, are dealt with during the day. Now, what else keeps us uh, awake? What else are some of those factors that I mean, not keeping us awake? Um, tired. Keeping us wore out and tired. Mm-hmm. Well, the stress also has, affects the glandul- the whole glandular system, and in the glandular system, a lot of people blame their thyroid. Their thyroid can have a lot to do with. 
energy issues. And we found that there's many times that the the testing for thyroid. Let's give them a real quick test uh, that you can do at home uh, to check your thyroid and your adrenal with a blood pre- with a blood pressure cuff. Take your blood pressure and your pulse. Write them down. For instance, um, there's a calculation that you subtract diastolic from systolic. Now, blood pressure, there's the top number and the bottom number. The bottom number is called, is diastolic because it's under, it's dead. That's an easy way to remember it. So you subtract the smaller number from the bigger number and then add the pulse. That number should render a number above 115. If it renders something below, then there, there could be thyroid problems. However, there is an exception, and that exception is if you're a gym rat and you've done a lot of cardiovascular um, programs and you are cardiovascularly trained, that will give you a, about 20 points different in your pulse. So gym rats get 20 points. And to find out whether you are cardiovascularly trained, uh, you just have to think back. I've done a lot of uh, cardiovascular work. Uh, Is my blood pressure around 60? Uh, And it'll run around 60. It could be in the 50s. It could be low 70s. Your pulse? Pulse. Pulse. Okay. Did I say something else? You said blood pressure. Thank you. Uh, Pulse. So you'd have to add an extra 20 points if you're a gym rat. And I affectionately call that people gym rats. I think it's wonderful that people do that kind of work. So now, that means you would take your uh, diastolic away from your systolic and then add your pulse. And then if you're a gym rat, you add an extra 20 to whatever number you come up with. Correct. Now, most of us are not, not cardiovascular trained, but that's the exception. Now... If you get a number below 115, there could be thyroid problems. And also, as you treat your thyroid yourself by trying to have better nutrients in your diet and different things like that, you can tell whether that thyroid's <coughs> coming up by that simple little test. Now, also, another thing is as you do the blood pressure and the pulse, if you do it sitting and standing, you get two different readings. Now, uh, physically, metabolically, the blood pressure should be higher when you stand than you sit, or if you did it laying down and, and setting up, the the number of setting up would be higher. If it is not, if it's inverted, then there is the suspect adrenal problems. Now, the adrenal to to explain the adrenal and thyroid relationship, it's like let's talk about a car. The shock absorbers in the car would be the thyroid. The leaf springs would be the adrenals. Now, from my experience in the clinic, generally, if there's both problems, if you treat the thyroid, the adrenal generally shapes up. However, in the herbal world, uh, the herbs that are good for the thyroid are also good for the adrenal. So it's a it's a it's a twofer there. Now, the herbal formula that I use, <coughs> there's two of them. Nemia helps take care of the glandular system to make healthy, nutritional blood. And the formula called low sugar feeds and nourishes the entire glandular system. So those two formulas 
are used in conjunction many times if there's marked glandular problems. Now, what are we doing? We are supplying to the body nutrients that are lacking in our diet. A lot of people, I have people say, well, I eat good. Well, that's an impossibility, sweetheart. <laughs> you know, even though you think you eat good, if, like for instance, an onion. An onion is supposed to have iodine in it. But if the land has no iodine in it, how, where does iodine come from? It doesn't get in the onion. And that's where we're at now. We have got farmlands that are just depleted of micronutrients, of little bitty things like, like lithium. Lithium is so important to the nervous system. It's in all leafy green vegetables. It, but, and, it's, and it's a minute amount that our bodies need, but that minute amount is not there. So, of course, the nervous system suffers. And the whole glandular system is responsible for energy. I mean, uh, for men, if their testosterone is low, if their prostate isn't functioning properly or anything like that, they can have low energy and low muscle. And uh, low sugar actually helps with all of the glands. It helps with the pituitary. It helps with the prostate. It helps with every gland in the glandular system and helps them to work together because every gland actually... Uh, requires they, very similar nutrients. They play off. They all require right. iodine. They all require um, iron and many other things. And as you um, treat the whole glandular system as a whole, it it functions better. I was looking at a list just the other day for uh, the foods that are helpful with testosterone and different things like that. And it's it's pretty amazing what really actually helps nutritional wise with those type of functions. Avocados are awesome. Acerola cherries are awesome. Now, I had a kid that lived in Brazil for a while, and they make a drink out of acerola cherries, and it's, it's just to die for. We don't really have many acerola cherries in, in, in the great southwest in the United States, but acerola cherries... Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others right off, and but they're all plant-based. Oh, pumpkin seeds! You know Brazil when you nuts. when you when, if you're in Brazil, what are those called? Nuts, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, pumpkin seed. Uh, and now a lot of people think, well, pumpkin seeds are good for tes- testosterone. Well, it's good for a lot of. I mean, uh, good for prostate. It's a, but it helps nourish the testosterone. Um, so. No, and we're saying they nurse testosterone. It's not saying that if a woman eats these, she's going to become manly. (laughs) A woman needs testosterone as well. But when we give our body nutrients, (coughs) it's able to produce what it needs to. It's able to um, create a homeostasis like we talked about in others. It's able to create a balance of those hormones. It's not going to boost a woman's testosterone too much. She needs a certain amount of testosterone as well. Well, in food, food food is is the element that we are lacking. I mean, that's where we're supposed to get all our nutrients. Some nutrients we will probably never isolate. So it's important to eat food as natural as it is, as it possibly can be, like picking that acerola cherry off the tree and and throwing it in our mouth instead of having an acerola uh, paste that was manufactured and processed, and now we've got it up in the great... United States and out of Brazil. So fresh fruit and nuts and seeds and vegetables are the are the breadbasket of a good, healthy, active life. If you're wore out and tired, 
Start eating some more nuts and seeds. Start eating uh, more vegetables and fruits. You know, and now fruits. Uh, I had a discussion with an individual that had sworn off fruits because it had sugar in it. Well, I'm going to swear off water because it has hydrogen in it. You know, I don't want to explode. Well, if you had sh- if you didn't have any sugar in your body, you'd die. Your brain would shut your off. Your brain would shut off. The only sugar that gets by your blood-brain barrier is glucose. No other sugar. And glucose is what they take out of all artificial sugars. Glucose is what they're like, oh, it's so bad, your glucose levels. But the only sugar that fuels the energy of the brain <coughs> is sugar. And and sugar needs to take a long time to digest. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a starch. Sugar is a starch. So in order for it to be good for our brain, we have to have natural sugars from fruits and vegetables and our and and grain in order to to take time to break that down and to put it into the bloodstream. The problem with sugar is that we take a. a Eat a candy bar, whatever, and boom, that's in the bloodstream, it's in the brain, it's in the, in the tissues, and it's so aggressive that the body can't handle it. But if it's in, in, a, in, a, in an avocado or in a fruit or in a vegetable, it has that process of, my goodness, it takes a long time to break this down so that it can be sugar that by the time it gets into the bloodstream it goes in slow and it comes out slow so there's a real misunderstanding sugar is good but it has to come from from fruits and vegetables and grains and things like that well along those lines it's a major misunderstanding we should eat food not food products when people think about building muscle and getting extra protein or whatever you might as you should eat a steak versus drink protein powder well and i always say that if if you if you uh, you should take you should make drugs, not take them. Our body is one of the best pharmaceutical or manufacturing companies of chemicals that our body need. Now, the the sources are terribly, terribly important. Yes, our brain needs sugar, but to just give us table sugar is foolishness because our body has the ability. And, and just thinking about it is overwhelmingly. Uh, awesome to think what our body can do. We can take in water. We can breathe breathe air. We can eat food. And we can make all the chemicals our body needs. With the exception of what they call the essential nutrients or the essential amino acids and things like that. Or the, Now that doesn't mean we eat essential amino acids. It's the sulfur or whatever. But is, we get those in our foods. Right. And we get that. And, and we break that, we break that down. So a healthier person is a broad-based nutrient grazer. But when we're talking about this, a lot of America is so overgrown, there's not as much nutrients in our vegetables as there used to be. And that's why a lot of times we lean more towards organic because they tend to have more nutrients. Um, And (laughs) so there's not as much of those nutrients in the foods, so we have to supplement. (coughs) That's why there's supplements. And that's why we've made um, a multivitamin complex it has acerola cherries, like what Dr. James said, because they want acerola cherries. Instead of cherry, vitamin C. Exactly, instead of vitamin C, because acerola cherries actually have like 40% of its vitamin C. <laughs> and they'll actually, if um, it says uh, vitamin C f- from a food source, that means the food source was pro- could have been cherry. And then they get rid of, burn off everything else except for the vitamin C. 
or uh, and it came from a natural source. That is a food source, sourced from food. And then they can tell you exactly how much vitamin C is in your vitamin. But if you took a look at our vitamin, we don't tell you how much vitamins are actually in there because it's a food. It's um, acerola cherries, and it's paprika that has a lot of – no, not um, oregano – that has a lot of vitamin C in it. And then there's uh, several other n- natural herbs that can't have a high concentration of either B vitamins or several different vitamins that we put together that are actual foods – that re- um, replace the nutrients that are missing in our diets. Let me digress a little bit. I said something that, that and hopefully people are wondering, well, what did he mean? It, it, a nutrient grazer. Uh, I want to address that. You are health. You are better off if you have a diverse diet, not just eat beans and tortillas all the time, or or pasta or whatever. You, you, we need to be uh, uh, have some oysters. Uh, you know, yeah, eat a steak, but don't do it all the time. Eating more nuts and seeds. Wow, that's a different food. Let's try that. People are better off if they graze. Now, now I'm not saying go to the lean cuisine or the uh, frozen section and try a different TV dinner. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying try a different food. Have you not eaten a kiwi? Well, eat a kiwi. Graze. Okay? Yeah, and a lot of... Don't people, get into a get dietary into a, rut. Exactly. A lot of times when people um, recommend a diet, they they down one section don't, of. Don't food. ever eat a banana. Yeah. Don't eat protein. <laughs> don't uh, don't eat meat. That's horrible. And then you go vegetarian, or um, some people go completely raw. The reality of food is all of it's put here for us to be able to be to be used and to be used reasonably. Even grain. Even grain. <laughs> a lot of natural people down grain, but grain is essential for good health. Um, meats. The reason why we wouldn't recommend you eat a bunch of meat is because just the mere digestion of meat requires a lot of the minerals that are throughout your body that have to perform other functions to digest them. It uses up a lot of minerals. That's why we have cells that take minerals out of the body so we can eat meat. Exactly. (laughs) We have to have cells that actually cannibalize or pull minerals out of our bones and our muscles to even break down meat properly unless we're taking a mass amount of minerals with our protein to even break it down. Now, Grant, I'm, oh, I'm not downing. I'm not downing uh, meat eating, and I'm not uh, proposing vegetarianism. I'm saying be moderate. I mean, yeah. be be sensible. Because it takes a lot of your nutrients to break down the nutrients and protein. So recognize that, and recognize it does take a lot of minerals to eat it uh, uh, for our bodies to break it down. Where all of the other um, varieties of foods don't really take any of our nutrients hardly at all. To break them down, but give to us a mass amount of nutrients. So from understanding that, you can see, you can make a choice on eating those foods. All of them are good and necessary for us to use in our bodies. Okay. We've hammered this for almost 30 minutes. And it sounds like this discussion is going to have to be a two-parter. Okay. We got all of them end up needing to be two, three, four. Okay, make so series out of these. so let let's you get the feeling that the diet is important. Then you've got the the main clue. Absolutely, diet's important. A good supplement. We have an, a, a vitamin formula that's made out of herbs that supply a plethora of nutrients. That's a good source. Pick a good multivitamin. Okay. 
a lot of times people judge it by, wow, when I took that, uh, man, I was up, I could go. It's That's to me, is like drinking coffee for energy. It should slowly give you that energy. Should You should overall feel better. Not this boom, and then uh, you're at it, and then boom, it's gone, and uh, I need to take some more. That, to me, is abusing the body, and the body's not designed for that. It's designed to, to have balance and not a lot of energy and, and just wore out and tired. There's, the body justifies itself. So there's some herbal formulas. Give them a few herbal formulas that <clears throat> will help with energy. Now we mentioned anemia. We've mentioned low sugar. That helps with the glandular system, helps with the bloodstream, helps us feel a little bit better. It, it puts a nutrient base. If you look at herbs as nutrient foods for specific parts of the body, you're, it, you have a better way of thinking about herbs. Uh, some herbs treat the liver, some treat the blood, some, but they're basically nutrients that we're supplying uh, to make our body healthier because we have the mechanisms for healing inside our bodies. We just need to feed them. We just need to feed them. So what other, uh, other formulas uh, would help with energy and strength well, and endurance. For and men, um, there's a formula called Buff that... No, not Buff. It used to be called that when we were making it. <laughs> we had a real <laughs> argument about that. Name, yeah, Buff named... Um, it's called Man Up, actually. Um, it's used um, to create a healthy testosterone um, level in our bodies and to uh, support the prostate, but also to create energy. It actually affects the... Um, the thyroid, the adrenal gland, and with emphasis on the prostate, which the prostate creates testosterone and other things like that. So as you get, as men get older, they start to lose muscle, and it's harder for them to maintain a muscle mass, and um, harder for them to just have energy about moving around. Sometimes they ha- even have a harder time sleeping, and a lot of that can be due to a lack of that testosterone. And, and it, it, I'm sorry. Uh, by building that, by taking the the man up, it helps to build that and to build a healthier um, glandular system. And the interesting thing about that formula, uh, and we, you talked you talked a little bit about it, is that that formula is good for women too. Yeah. And when in reality you, you think, well, that formula is for men. No, well, those herbs are also very beneficial to the female body too. And one of the main herbs that's in there that everybody's like, oh, that's a man herb, 100%. It's called horny goat weed. That's only one of its names. Another one is actually called um, barren wart. They, um, in Chinese medicine, they've used it for male and female infertility <coughs> for centuries. If a woman doesn't have a regular cycle, they would use barren wart. Um, and the interesting thing about it as well is that it doesn't function very well by itself. It, it, it's okay, it, but it doesn't it, really do stuff by itself. It's a family herb. It likes it's, to yes. be combined with things. So yeah. um, when we combined it with um, several different herbs that um, affect the rest of the glandular system and then some that specifically affect um, the sexual organs, it helps it to function better and, and creating testosterone for men, but also creating some testosterone for women because they little, need it. Little don't cry with mm-hmm. it. Would help target the female body exactly, and it helps the, to just focus on um, the sexual organs for them to function properly. Um, it help, has the tendency to be able to help to create, uh, encourage the body to create estrogen and progesterone and create an actual healthy sexual organs. Well, I've said for years that that the female formulas we have 
don't have testosterone and, pro, and progesterone and and uh, all the other female uh, uh, hormones, it has the building blocks that the body can make that decision. So the body decides, well, my goodness, in, in the cycle that I have, I need a little more progesterone, and it can build that, or, or estrogen, or whatever they need. And it's like, and it, and it goes back to food, is that we have food for our bodies, male bodies and female bodies. We don't have female food, and we don't have male food, and we don't have and and many many herbs that are known to be good for female bodies are also it can be used with male bodies and, and and broken down into the things that they need. So food is safe, herbs herbs are safe. You just need to be sensible. If if you're taking some herbs and it and it's stimulating the liver and your runoff, quit taking the stinking herbs so that your bowels get. Uh, straightened up um, and things like that you need to le- use a little wisdom a little bit of judgment on if you've got a nerve that's overpowering if you take too much acerola cherries yes you're going to be loose because vitamin C has a tendency to do that and I'm and I'm picking on the the ingredients of food saying uh, acerola cherries will run you off but I know you eat enough apples and you, or fruit your bowels are going to be loose why? Because of the nature of that food. And there's not boy food, there's not girl food. And herbs, the same way. Uh, girl herbs will also help the, the, the male body too. So it looks like we're going to have to call this part one of why am I run down and tired or whatever. Yeah. Any last comments? We only have just a minute or so. Um, not really. It's. I know. I guess I'll mention back on low sugar. Low sugar is actually one of my favorites. I've at one point I had issues with energy, and some people say ew, but I actually like to take the capsules open of low sugar. I like to make hot, get some hot water, and ew. just put three capsules in it <laughs> and mix it up, and then let it settle. I think it tastes really good. It's, it, got, it's got garlic in it, but always, not a whole bunch. I've always you never been, taste it when you actually make it as a tea. I tease my wife. Uh, garlic is medicine; it's not food. But it, it has so many things in there for energy and helping the glandular system. I that is one of my favorite. I'll just drink it as a tea, and it's awesome. And it's kind of got a interesting smell to it. It's kind of a sweet garlicky taste, and the it's got a lot of licorice root in it. Licorice, licorice root is awesome. So we will do uh, the next one. We'll do is, is an extension of this format of this discussion. It's been fun being with you. Uh, of course, you need to realize that this is a whole new way of thinking because this is the the holistic way of looking at health. And it's not even common among natural therapists. This is well, they're allopathic therapists. <laughs> yeah, this has come from um, Dr. James and his practice, and actually um, working with actual foods and not excluding him and from practice and working with actual people for a lot of years. He's not a dabbler. He's raised 11 children and on his practice. And then his children's families and I mean he has 20 grandchildren that are supported by his practice from what he's done in working with clients and they've had major success on what he's done. He's not a dabbler and he's had a lot of success. Thank you. Quit talking. <laughs> it's been good being with you.